You're listening to Chamber Chat on PeoriaLife.com. All right, folks, welcome and thank you for tuning in to another edition of Chamber Chat. I'm your host, Jeff Griffin, President and CEO of the Peoria Area Chamber of Commerce. And today we have AIM on the show. AIM has been, uh, we're doing a series of talks about AIM because their services are so broad and complex. And we want to make sure the community is aware. A uh, very important partner to the Chamber of Commerce and our entire community. Uh, but our guest today is Laura Ingram, who's the Vice President of HR Services. Laura, welcome to Chamber Chat. Thanks, Jeff. I'm glad to be here. So, Laura, tell me um, how long you've been. Well, tell me, remind the listeners what AIM is, please, for those that haven't tuned in, and uh, and tell us about your role with AIM. Absolutely. AIM was founded in 1898. AIM Employers Association is an association of over 1,800 member organizations headquartered in Missouri and Illinois, and we're dedicated to helping our members become stronger employers by really assisting them in developing and managing their people and processes. Our association supports the development of really an elite group of employers that deploys progressive and comprehensive talent management solutions. We help these elite employers, in a nutshell, to hire, develop, and retain their people. There you go. You got all of AIM's, how many years? How many years has AIM been in existence? Yeah, yeah. I think. Century. You got a century's worth ex uh, overview there on the on the elevator speech. <laughs> so, Laura, what is your role? Um, what is your role with AIM? Well, my role as the vice president of HR services is to understand the progressive services and best practices that our member companies need from small to large across all different types of industries, and to make sure we can make those accessible. And that would include um, technologies as well as solutions for effectively handling their people needs day to day. Gotcha. And this so the human resources for um, a lot of our small businesses and 85% of our chamber members are small businesses. Yes. Um, so, for example, Caterpillar for, probably doesn't need my human resources expertise. They've got that pretty much handled at a corporate level. But so many of our smaller businesses do need that expertise. I know the Chamber, we provide member seminars along the way uh, to, to assist folks, and you guys do a lot of, of the same. Absolutely. And even Caterpillar is a member of AIM. We have some large company members. They just sometimes use us a little differently than the small companies do, where we're really supporting the full breadth of integrated HR exactly. services. Yeah, exactly, because it's such a complex world in the HR human resources, and that takes a negative connotation too much in our world. <laughs> but uh, and I don't mean that as a negative upon the the career path you've chosen, because I I'm in a similar career path, but. Um, you, you've, you've got a wealth of experience in this field, right? So something's kept you motivated in it. I've had a little bit of experience. Yes, I think the most exciting thing about human resources is being able to make a difference in the business. I've heard through other podcasts where we've been talking with you as AIM that a little bit about the history of HR mm-hmm. as it has evolved and it's become less administrative and really more exciting to be able to make an impact on businesses and therefore really impact our communities. Yes, and that's exactly right. And keeping that relationship, we know, I mean, we know people, good employees, 
stay with businesses uh, that they where they enjoy working. Absolutely. And of course, we want benefits and take care of our families. Uh, but surprisingly, uh, salary is not always at the top of the list. Um, it's near the top, right? We don't minimize <laughs> right. that. But but people want to be comfortable uh, in, in the areas they work. And you guys are finding the same thing. Absolutely, yes. So. We're talking about uh, a, a major challenge is talent acquisition, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, and that's a, a great deal of what you do with AIM. And, um, boy, we just had an education committee meeting this morning. We were, talk, we're talking about, in the chamber level, getting middle school kids engaged with employers and internships and work experiences and so forth. So in, in AIM's view, in your view, where are we at with talent acquisition, Talent acquisition has really been evolving. I, I want to first set the stage with kind of a definition of what talent acquisition is. There's a lot of discussion about what is recruiting versus talent acquisition. And we really see talent acquisition as a more holistic uh, kind of a system where you are doing what you need to find and then win the right people that have the talent you need not only today, but in the future. So it's really a business-oriented approach uh, to being sure that you can have the pipeline of candidates that you need and also supported by the right workplace programs and the right branding. So it really has evolved from going out and finding the the people um, that are out there and ready to go to building more of a pipeline of candidates and then uh, really understanding the power of your brand now that social media provides so much transparency into companies. All companies um, need to be aware that they need to have a presence uh, on social media and such that when people go out and try to search for them, they're really seeing more. Right. Um, So we we know 46% of Glassdoor members read the reviews of a company when they've just started their job search before they even apply. Okay. So this is how... This is how talent acquisition is really changing. Right. So it's the entry point of the of the person uh, entering the, the, the workforce or even I have a two high schoolers at home and I know they Google marine biology or whatever the heck they want to be. And I just want to make sure um, and I know a lot of our employers are the same way that um, we're, we're raising kids in our homes and our neighborhoods and our communities uh, in our schools that they're ready for the workplace, whatever that means. And yeah. so much has changed just in the last half century. You know, I, I know uh, my mother, uh, you know, the fact that I've bounced around to different careers is a very foreign concept or she'd been supportive of it all along the way, but she was the daughter of uh, a union carpenter and that's what he did. Right. And that can continue, for example, being a union carpenter or electrician or can continue to be a great career path. Uh, but we got to get kids exploring those career paths at a, at an earlier age. Definitely. All right. So what do you see business leaders uh, doing, doing right? Or what do you think they could be doing better uh, in this field of talent acquisition? Well, worldwide, the percentage of employers experiencing difficulty filling jobs continues to rise. So we know that leaders need to do something differently, right? And we already talked a little bit about needing to create the type of organization that compels people to come. So the first thing, I believe, is effective leadership. That effective leadership that drives clarity in the strategic direction is also going to help provide clarity in the talent acquisition strategies. So I believe, and we talk about it, AIM, that leaders need to have a promise to employees. 
What am I going to be able to commit when an employee walks into my organization? The second thing is to proactively manage that employment brand. We talked about how social media just throws the doors wide open. Employees, before they even apply, actually, applicants can find out about the leadership, the culture, Mm -hmm. the opportunities, the job. So uh, the next thing is effective management because effective management drives what people say on social media or ineffective management. Right. So we, we work hard at AIM to train managers to be effective in those people management processes, giving feedback, really setting great goals, and making it a really good place to work. And then you've got to understand your employees' perceptions and perspectives. So leaders need to be doing employee surveys. We make it a priority to uh, have employee opinion and engagement surveys that have really effective and um, really um, realistic outcomes that we can help organizations to take action on. Okay. So we want to understand what people in the organization are saying and feeling about management, about leadership, about um, their roles, so that we can make the change that's needed. Um, And then the last thing I think is metrics. Leaders need to have the metrics that say, how good is my talent acquisition process working? And how um, effective is the talent acquisition uh, long-term? So turnover, retention, performance of employees. Okay. There's a lot. There's, so there's a lot. There's a lot into this. And what AIM can do, and, and folks, you're, you're on Chamber Chat listening to Jeff Griffin, your host, and our guest today is Laura Ingram, uh, the VP of HR Services at AIM. And we're talking about talent acquisition here on PeoriaLife.com. And... You know, you mentioned something. Uh, um, I, I've been in management for 20-some years, and presently we have seven employees here, so life's pretty simple for me. But I used to manage 200 employees when life was not always so simple. So I want to I want to flip back. You, you mentioned social media and the business's obligation because folks are exploring us. There's also that flip side, and I'll tell you, when I am hiring for jobs, Facebook or wherever is the first place we look, and if there's certain uh, – Pictures posted or opinions given, that's a very good way to not be called in for a job interview. So I want to make sure, because I I know this isn't what you're saying, uh, but we don't want to make too many excuses for prospective employees. And the employer does have an obligation but I don't want to lose sight of the, the uh, of raising the bar for the, the kids in high school and, and what they're planning to do for a career. So how do we strike that balance? Well, most companies, in fact, are going out and looking on social media. No doubt about um, it. Absolutely. And they're not always looking to find something bad, but they're looking for some evidence of the work experience that's been put on the application. And so... You know, we do have to help folks um, as they're coming into our workforce to understand the implications of what's on their social media. And that's their brand. Exactly. So they need to work on that. And the world is so wide open right now uh, with, with that interchange of, in, of information. Uh, we run into it all the time at the Chamber of Commerce. <laughs> and uh, people put positive things about us on Facebook. And once in a while, we'll get some pushback on something we could have done better, which is fine, which is great what we're all about. But you have mm-hmm. to do it, do it in the right way. So, um, mm-hmm. I think that that's to me, the more regulatory we get between employer and employees, sometimes some, some walls are built between them that aren't necessary. And aim is helping to, to solve and break down those, break down those walls. So yes. thank you for your service with that. So, um, outside of organizational help, 
what do you think are the primary factors uh, for a successful search? And when we're the search, we're talking about the right fit for your company and, and the right fit for that employee. Yes, there's a few things. First is what we call a success profile. We want to know exactly what we're looking for when we're going out to try to fill a role. That's the hard skills. It's the soft skills. It's the competencies. It's the cultural fit. Um, what we can do is often look at our best employees internally and build the success profiles around that, and we help our employers to do that. The second thing is proactive sourcing, not just posting on job boards and seeing what happens, but utilizing social media, using premium accounts, right. um, building strategic relationships with, with universities and organizations, as you talked about, kind of building that pipeline, and leveraging technology, not just for the sourcing of candidates, but for tracking, for communicating, 89% of candidates say that a mobile device is important for a job search. So they need to be able to have um, access to your jobs on their smartphone. Right. Just as our applicant tracking technology, our hiring system, provides that mobile optimized experience. Um, that's really important. Management commitment to an efficient process because it's easier now to lose people in the process of interviewing them. Um, you got to be committed to a much quicker turnaround. And so um, that's an important piece of the puzzle. And uh, the last thing I'll say is understanding market pay. You can go through a whole search process, get close to the end, and lose a candidate or end up starting all over because you're really not in the ballpark when it comes right. to pay. Right. So our experts benchmark compensation at the front end of the process so that we can help our members play in the right field so that when they get to the end of the process, they've got a happy candidate. Wow. Well, Laura, we could talk about this all day long. There's so much to cover. Uh, as we wrap up here with AIM, well, the one thing on, on Chamber Chat, the one thing I want to uh, make sure we touch on real quickly as we, as we run out of time, um, what, what's a big mistake you see employers making in terms of talent acquisition and, and which might lead to their decision to get some, get some support or get some help? Well, 70% of applicants are dissatisfied with the hiring process, so there are a lot of mistakes being made. We know that some of the biggest ones are just backfilling a job based on the former uh, employee that was in that role versus stepping back and looking at the real needs of the business today and into the future. Um, another statistic is only 61% of global companies have a strategy for passive candidate recruiting. So we know that percentage is lower for small and mid-sized companies. So a lot of the mistake is they just post it on the job boards and just right. wait to see. And those are not um, the best candidates. Right, exactly. So those are a couple of the biggest things, I would say. The key, I mean, what we're setting up is, and for the future, for present and the future holds, is employee, prospective employees, prospective talent are looking at companies, and companies have to make, make sure they're agile and nimble in this in this environment. Yes. So, Laura, if uh, folks want to access AIM services real, real quickly, how do, how do we get into this? Well, um, aside from talent acquisition, of course, we help members across the span of HR services. So you can find out more about all of that at our website. That's www.aaimea.org. You can grab our phone number off of there, too, and give us a call. We'll be glad to talk with you about our best practices. That's awesome. Thanks for everything you do for the community. And on behalf of the Chamber of Commerce, Chamber Chat, and Peoria Life, thank you for being on the show today. Thanks, Jeff. PeoriaLife.com.